When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL week number 14. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the Thursday Night Football DFS slate, dive into the week 14 NFL main slate, and we'll build uh, some DFS lineups as well. Here to break down everything with me, one of the most accurate projectors and fantasy rankers in the world, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's up? What's up? Uh, I'm just excited to talk about arguably the best Thursday night football matchup we've ever seen this week. So can't wait. By best, you mean lowest totaled. Yeah. I don't remember the last time. Like, <laughs> we are a half point away from a total below 30. It's at 30. Has that ever 30. Right now, I, I, I not in, not in Kendall my Hinton? betting lifetime. I don't think I remember. Maybe because I even that even that uh Kendall Hinton game wasn't yeah. that like thirty one. Had to be yeah Something low thirties, like but yeah, it's not. I mean, this is uh Iowa college football yeah. status here. Like this is hey, Steelers kind of look like Iowa. So are are you going with the under here? Do you have a take on on the nah, thirty? I, is I it don't, too low? I, I, I usually <laughs> almost always try to avoid. Um, <laughs> Thursday night football. And I believe, I think we got some NBA in season tournament action going on on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's nah, distractions. You know me, I, I do love me some Thursday night football. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this game. Sometimes a game can be so bad. It's almost good. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just <laughs> get ready for the actual week and, uh, and fade this one, but I, I will play some DFS and that's, that's, I think it will be a fun DFS late because, oh, yeah. um, the one guy who scores a touchdown <laughs> might be, you know, like the, you just had to have, you got to have him in the captain spot. So uh, I do think it's interesting. Uh, if you have heard Sean and I talking player projections this week on the action pod and you're coming over here, welcome back. Uh, thanks for checking it out. If not, be sure to check out uh, the action network podcast where we dive into our player projections for week number 14 and some props and things like that. Also, uh, five-star rating and review contest. You can win a free year of Action Pro, or if you already have, you can also win some Action Network swag. Uh, so please leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed the show. We really appreciate it. This week's winner is Sing Blaze. Sing Blaze, thank you for the rating and review. You can hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. And don't forget, 
We got the Action Network Discord server for anyone who wants to join. It's free. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I know Kerner's in there. Very active, giving fantasy advice, sweating bets. So be sure to check that out. Link in the episode description. But let's jump right in to Thursday night football. Patriots, Steelers. Steelers by six. The total 30. So the projected or the implied, I should say, score mm-hmm. for this game is a barn burning 18 to 12 Steeler <laughs> victory. I mean, this is just yuck. Um, I mean, I don't know how we're going to top. So last Thursday, we had the fifth game in NFL history <laughs> without a punt. This week, we may have the first game in NFL history that's like a scoreless tie in overtime. Just 70 minutes of scoreless football. Like, it's <laughs> not out of the question. So you can go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. But uh, assuming yards are gained and points are scored, who do you like to gain and score them? Maybe he's not going to gain them, but I- I'm going with Chris Boswell. <laughs> Because uh, right, he's going right. to score the oh, points. Oh, so that's your captain? That's, yeah, that's screw it. took my play. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh no, I'm never kidding. mind. I was, no, I was joking. Uh, yeah, no. Actually, this slate, anybody's in play, including the kickers. Well, yes, absolutely. Boswell specifically. Uh, but I'll go with a more normal play here, Najee Harris. Um, although he did miss practice today, I, it could be more maintenance related, so I'm not too concerned about it yet, but something to monitor. But, um, you know, just when it looked like Jalen Warren, you know, the guy I have like in every league, uh, looked like he was going to leapfrog him. You know, Najee's put together a couple solid games. Um, and he did this last year uh, where he struggled in the first half of the season. Then the second half, he really turned it on. Pittsburgh leaned on him heavily. He was way more efficient. So we're kind of seeing a repeat of that this year. Uh, but I, I think this is a game where uh, it would make sense for them to just lean on him. You know, it's going to be a low-scoring game where Pittsburgh should be able to lean on the run. Um, and he is the best bet for a touchdown here in a game like this. You know, the total of 30, um, touchdowns are all, all, always necessary to take down a showdown, showdown slate, but they're even more at a premium here. So there's a chance he could score a touchdown and be the only touchdown scorer. So I like using him in the captain slot. I think there's a ton of options, uh, basically all on the Steelers side for the captain slot, but uh, I'm going to go with Najee here. I mean, you know me. I'm always gonna go try. At least not always, because if I if there's a Dolphins game, I'm taking Tyreek. But <laughs> I'm gonna try to go contrarian a little bit when I can. And so you kind of mentioned it. I think I think the Steelers are probably gonna be, um, like probably the three or four most popular plays are all gonna be Steelers because you have mm-hmm. Najee, you have Warren, you have Deontay. You have uh, Pickens and you have Fryer and Mutsen. Yep. Hey, maybe even, maybe, you know, I'm sure people will mess with the defense with this, you know, this Patriot team can't score. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot, very popular for the Steelers. If you ask me, a little too popular for a team that itself is only projected to score 18. So <laughs> I like Zeke in the captain spot. And the reason is this Najee, Warren, Pickens, Deontay, all those guys, like, it's all like, you're essentially trying to figure out how who how it's going to get split up, right? Whereas there's a there's a decent chance Zeke plays 90 plus percent of the snaps. He had 94% of the non-Ramondre Stevenson snaps uh last week 
uh, Ty Montgomery, who usually is a wide receiver, played three snaps of running back. Uh, this week, I'm sure they'll have Jamichael Hasty active, who they acquired from the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago. But either way, you know, this Patriot team, uh, they haven't shown really any interest in using anyone else in the backfield outside of Zeke and Stevenson. They really have been, it's just been a two running back team all year. Uh, so the, you have a chance for Zeke to kind of get the same workload of Najee and Warren combined. And the Patriots are a great run defense. The Steelers are kind of average and, uh, you know, they're more of a, a, a run funnel. They're top six, they're six in DVOA against the pass, but 15th against the run. So uh, I do like Ezekiel Elliott, who I think will be popular, but I think a lot of people will use him in just the regular spot in their lineup because they're going to have a, they're going to captain a Steeler. So I do think there's some value here on Zeke who could get, you know, 20, 25 touches because this Patriot offense at this point, they're forced to, to just run the offense through the running back. So um, 17 carries, four receptions last week, uh, 92 scrimmage yards. So, and especially on DraftKings, uh, you might not even need to score to, to still, you know, get to, uh, you know, 20, 20 points or so. Uh, so like Zeke is a little bit uh, of a of a contrarian play. Not not that I think he won't be popular, but I don't think he'll be as popular in the captain spot because everyone's going to try to find that right mix of Steelers. So give me give me Zeke. Who do you like in a mid range for value? Uh, well, I don't know if it's mid range, but uh, I'm going Deontay Johnson. You know, he's one of the higher priced players, uh, but there's not too many great options here. Uh, he's slightly cheaper than George Pickens, and I, I do think he's a better play in this spot. Um, I'm with you on my weekly ranks. I have Deontay outside of my top 40. He's not, he's yeah. not a great play this week, but you know, he, he has decent chemistry with Trubisky. Um, you know, once Trubisky took over, he was targeting Deontay at a pretty high rate. Um, and you know, the Patriots play man coverage at an above average rate. I think it was top six, um, after last week and Deontay, he's averaging four yards <laughs> route run against man, which is the third highest in the league. So, um, you know, that does give him some reason to play him here but um you know it, it's going to be a game where they'll, they'll probably be a little bit more conservative take more shorter throws I, I can't imagine them throwing it deep to pickens too much here so um you know out of those two i, I would go with deontay and then you could probably still afford uh you know a pretty good team i just this isn't a game you really have to go cheap so that's why i'm going with deontay as my value play yeah i mean there's it's there's a lot of options here it's just, this is a fun slate like i said it, mm-hmm. it it's such a low scoring there's such a, a it's such a low scoring projected game that it might it might there might only be one touchdown if that I mean we saw the Patriots play a game last week where there were no touchdowns <laughs> just two field goals so yeah um I mean that was a game where you know having having a guy like Zeke too would have been uh would have would have mm-hmm. would have you know been been important but you know like Deontay could be like your Keenan Allen uh in that in that game last week uh for me, I, I'm gonna. I'm actually. I like the Steelers a lot. The, the Steelers D in this in this spot. They're they're pretty expensive, but when I look at my projections, the Steelers defense is right there with all the position players this week. You know, even the quarterbacks, because New England is allowing over 12 DraftKings points per game to opposing defenses. They've been shut out twice. They've given up one to six points three times uh, or they've scored one to six points three times I should say and then they scored uh you know below 14 uh once more between seven and 13 so half of their games they're giving you a at least a four point bonus just on points allowed alone before accounting for sacks turnovers 
or anything like that. So uh, I think it's a high floor play. And on this slate, I think it's actually a high ceiling play because because it's such a low scoring game. If if there's a special teams or defensive score, that that could be it for this entire game. So I would. This is one of the rare spots where I'd actually consider playing uh, defense in the captain spot in a couple of spots just because uh, of how low scoring you know we're, we're projecting this game. So uh, like the Steelers defense here uh, going against what it sounds like Bailey Zappi with a banged up. <laughs> receiving court and now without the guy who's been carrying him on offense in, in Ramondre Stevenson. Where are you going for dark throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, either Ty Montgomery or Jermichael Hasty. Uh, I'm not quite sure which back will be the main pass catching back. So, um, you know, right now I'm leaning Ty Montgomery just because mm-hmm. he's been there the longest, but wouldn't shock me if Hasty ends up being, you know, the main pass down back. But uh, maybe we have a better idea closer to kickoff. But I think targeting either of these backs would just be a nice dart throw in this game. Um, They're more likely going to be spelling Zeke on passing downs. I think he's going to dominate pretty much every, you know, early down snap. But um, I think just since it's going to be a potential trailing game script, uh, that should help too. Um, And, you know, so one of those receiving backs and then, I don't know what's up with uh, Malik Cunningham. Like, they keep saying they're going to have a package of plays. Has he even had a, a snap at quarterback? Um, he did, since he did in his first appearance, but not in the most recent one against the Chargers. Yeah. I think he I, had, well, against the Raiders, he did. I think it was the Raiders. Whatever game. He he appeared in, like, another game before this, and he did have, like, like, like two or three snaps at quarterback. Um, oh. And, like, but, uh, yeah, he didn't. He he had, In the last game, he didn't play. Yeah, right. well, he didn't I mean, play an offense, I should say. He's he's six K. So I mean, if we're talking dart throws and just a shit slate, I mean, there's a chance they put him in there. And in preseason, um, when he was playing quarterback, I mean, he's out there to scramble. He was just racking up rushing yards. So it wouldn't hurt to just try something out like that. So he could easily end up like, you know, three or four points here, maybe become the quarterback. So just a wild ass dart throw, he might be in consideration if they do finally um give him some playing time. Yeah, that's actually a, a great point. So whoever is the Patriots' number two quarterback in this game, because the Patriots have benched their quarterback so many times, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if it's Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones is actually in play as a dart or as bad oh, as he's been. Yeah. And if it's Malik Cunningham, I think even even though the prices are high uh, for a quote-unquote dart throw, I do think, mm-hmm. you know, in a slate like this, again, because we expect it to be so low scoring, you have to consider, okay, well – Maybe, you know, Pittsburgh is up like 10 or 13, nothing and Zappy's doing nothing and they go back, you know, they bench him and, and maybe the backup comes in and throws a touchdown and then, you know, almost no, oh, nobody has him. So uh, I wouldn't limit myself to just the Patriots starting quarterback. I mean, you, you know, it's not, the projections aren't too different. You know, it's like close to zero and close to zero for both. Uh, but uh, I think, yeah, I think Montgomery will be, uh, we'll get in the game ahead of Hasty only because Montgomery's been active every game this year for New yeah. England. And, and he's been there. He was there last year too, I believe. And whereas, uh, you know, Hasty just got here a couple weeks ago and has been a healthy scratch. So uh, I, I'm leaning toward uh, Ty Montgomery in this spot. Well, but... if anything, they have like five receivers that are questionable. If like <laughs> three or four of them are ruled out, they might need Ty Montgomery as a yeah, receiver. And Jermichael Hasty will be the pass catching back. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, it's definitely something to monitor. But assuming they have 
you know, at least like four healthy receivers, I, I do think uh, they would, you know, Montgomery would obviously be available to play receiver, but I do think they would use, just yeah. because Hasty's been a scratch. That's, that's, that's yep. essentially, cause I didn't, I thought they would finally start uh, activating three running backs, true running backs when they got mm-hmm. Hasty, but nope. But uh, yeah, uh, like, I, I like Montgomery. I mean, cause if, if Montgomery, if, let's say the receivers are hurt, then Montgomery kind of has two, like, two-way upside, oh, right? Like dual yeah. threat upside. He has upside as a running back and he has upside as, as a slot receiver. So um, yeah. I, I, kind of like almost like a Cordero Patterson type. So uh, I think he's, a, he's intriguing. Uh, but uh, for my dart throw, I'm going Calvin Austin the third. He is uh, 2,400, so pretty cheap on, on DraftKings. And New England, they've been pretty good recently against the pass, but on the year, they're still 23rd in pass defense DVOA. 32nd dead last against non top two wide receivers. And that's not surprising because we know the Patriots uh, have long tried to make opponents play left-handed, limit as many of their top options mm-hmm. as possible and, and force you to, you know, go to your ancillary, you know, supporting role players. And in the two games since Matt Canada was fired at offensive coordinator, the Steelers have doubled their deep attempt rate uh their deep pass attempt rate it has gone from 8.3 percent in the first 10 games to 16.7 percent in the last two without Canada and then Mitch Trubisky is attempting nearly twice as many deep passes uh as Pickett per attempt uh on the season Trubisky 16.3 percent uh deep attempt rate Trubisky 8.6 so uh Calvin Austin he has seen uh, a th- about a third of his targets uh, come on the deep ball, so uh, he can do that. He's also, you know, he's seen a bunch of little underneath targets as well, but uh, he has the speed to get deep, and they are throwing downfield a little bit more. And you know, I don't think anyone's really expecting. Calvin Austin to do anything but if he does get a 70 yard touchdown for example in a game where you're not really projecting many touchdowns that like kills a whole drive of potential you know receptions and and yardage gain for other players so you get a lot of leverage not aside from points if he hits you'll, you get a lot of leverage more than you get from a, a dart throw on let's say like a Dallas Philly type of game where you know even if even if you get somebody who scores like 10 15 points at, at close to minimum there's still going to probably be five or six guys that scored, you know, 15, 20 plus. So uh, really like uh, a, a guy who can just hit a home run on this slate and the Patriots don't really have any of them, but uh, Calvin Austin, I think qualifies for the Steelers. And he's the punt returner. So if, um, yep. if you play him and the uh, Steelers defense, you'll get the double dip. If he returns a touchdown, low, low chances of that, but sometimes that's, that's what it takes to take down one of these showdown sites. Yeah, I mean, if you can get if that happens, and that's a twelve point <laughs> touchdown right there, that might be it. game like, over. That's, that, that's like, it. Like that's like this is a situation where even though we're talking dart throws and cheap guys, because Calvin Austin, I think he scored on a like a seventy plus yarder earlier this year. Uh, let me double check that punt return or uh, like no, receiving. I think it was a pass. Uh, oh yeah, see. yeah, no, yep. No, I, re- I had over two and a half receptions, and he had two for one hundred and fifty yards or whatever. No, nah, I remember it was that two, game vividly. Not quite that much, but it was two for seventy-two <laughs> and a touchdown. Yes. But if he if he does, 
If he gets a punt return, though, and, and uh, you have mm-hmm. him stacked with the defense, that's a 12-point touchdown. Now, imagine that's the only touchdown. Yeah, so, no, that's game over. You have there's this is a slate where even your dart throws you have to consider them in the captain spot like the defense a guy like Austin because seven like let's say he gets seventy two it's simple just another seventy two and a touchdown like he did yeah. in week three against the uh, Raiders that he may be the highest scoring player on yeah. the slate just with that so um, yeah this is that kind of slate where you kind of got to get creative here you don't have to use all your salary that's another thing I should mm, I should true. mention. All right, let's uh, let's pivot to the main slate for Week 14. Obviously, that is all of the one and four p.m. Eastern games. Uh, who do you like for stacks? Uh, well, I'll have to go with one of our obligatory Niners stacks, so I'll, <laughs> I'll take it this week. Uh, but Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel specifically, um, you know, love them this week. And then you could throw on George Kittle. Um, just Purdy and Debo are too cheap this week, just based on the matchup. Debo. Obviously, thrives against zone, and Seattle uses it the second highest rate. And we saw Debo torch them just what two weeks ago. Um, you know, people might sh- shy away from them uh, this week just because San Francisco is such a big favorite. You wouldn't expect them to throw as much, but it's still a great stack. Um, uh, again, you could also throw in Kittle to make it a double stack, who had a slower game last time. This one could be pretty chalky. Uh, so my other one is more of a true, you know large GPP dart throw stack of going back to my boy, Aiden O'Connell at 5,100 stacking him with Devonte Adams, uh, who's a bit pricey, you know, 7,500. And then you could also throw in, you know, Michael Mayer at 2,900 or send it back with like TJ Hawkins in there uh, for a mini game stack. But um, you know, the Raiders are coming out of a bye, So we could see Aiden O'Connell finally have a true breakout game. He's come so close to really having those uh, the past few weeks. Um, and it's, you know, it's a tough matchup against the Vikings. So I expect this to be a very low rostered, uh, stack, but he could break out a uh, very aggressive downfield passer when he needs to be. So has a shot and, you know, he's a rookie coming out of a buy and so is Michael Mayer who, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't expand his role over the last few weeks. They're evaluating for 2024 anyway, very talented tight end. Um, he's had a couple nice games, but could be, you know, a true breakout game here. He's below 3K, so a nice little three-way stack here or a game stack, uh, but very interested in, in stacking Aiden O'Connell before, like, the inevitable breakout game comes, I think. I like that, and I would I would include Jacoby Myers in that conversation oh, as yeah. well. On the yeah. season, Devontae Adams, the PPR wide receiver 23 at 14 and a half points per game. Jacoby Myers, the PPR wide receiver 24 at 14.1 points per game. So, those yeah. guys have been uh, pretty equal in terms of production, and Jacoby comes at a discount in terms of price and uh, likely rostership. So um, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't count him out either. I, but I, I I love that. I think uh, I think that's that's gonna that's one of those stacks that it's it's in a spot where you have you don't re- you're not really worried about the you're not worried about the weather in in Vegas. Yep. So uh, you know that that already gives you a leg up, even though it's a low total game. Uh, you know, you could see a lot more scoring than you think because you do have some f- firepower here with Justin Jefferson back. And that's one of my stacks I mentioned on our uh, player projection pod over on the Action Network podcast channel that I think the best way to invest in Justin Jefferson this week, I mean, obviously you're starting him if you have him in, in any redraft league or anything like that, but DFS, I think he's really intriguing. 
stacked with Josh Dobbs because there's been talk of Dobbs getting benched or or having a short leash. And then we don't really like our projections for this whole Viking offense are a little bit muted compared to what they would be with Kirk Cousins because you can't project Dobbs for as many passing yards as Cousins uh, was, was, was racking up. But the potential is the ceiling is still there. And if Justin Jefferson is, let's say he's, there's no limitations because he sat out that extra week, you know, got through the bye. There's no limitations on him. He's going to significantly raise Josh Dobbs's uh, floor and ceiling to the point where it makes it a lot less likely he gets benched. So I think I love stacking Dobbs Jefferson this week because everyone's going to, I think, be worried about the, you know, the benching and, you know, that will probably be baked into, you know, median projections, you know, him potentially getting benched. So uh, DFS tournament, I think it's the perfect time to invest in, in, you know, a Dobbs Jefferson stack. Uh, Just love. And and you got the, you got the weather uh, or the non-weather factor. Mm, So (laughs) love, love. That's how, that's how I would invest in, in Jefferson. And, uh, and then, and I like what you're what you're kind of talking on the other side. That's why I love that O'Connell stack because I think mm. you know both sides of this game uh, are are very intriguing. Because if Jefferson is balling out and and, and Jefferson yeah. and Dobbs are balling out, that that means O'Connell and 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 Devante and, and Myers or Mayer, those guys will have to to put up yep. some points too. So it kind of works both ways, right? Like if if either one of these hits, you got some correlation here. So I, I think this game is being uh, is going to be a little bit underrated when it comes to, uh, to, to roster ship and, and stacking. Uh, one other one I, I like is kind of under the radar, or even more under the radar, uh, Baker Mayfield uh, stack with Mike Evans. I, I'm sure Mike Evans will be popular, but mm-hmm. you know, Baker Mayfield has been pretty middling, below average in terms of, uh, of fantasy, but he had his highest rushing yardage total of 32 against the Falcons in the first meeting. His third highest passing total, 275. Uh, in the first meeting against the Falcons, AJ Terrell, their top cornerback, who ranks uh, 28th out of 118 qualifiers in PFF coverage grade, he is in the concussion protocol. And you know, more often than not, guys who are in the concussion protocol tend to miss the next week. You know, sometimes they come back, but um, there, there's a decent chance that he'll miss. And then on the other side, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been so bad that even against a team like the Falcons, uh, Tampa Bay could could get scored on, and that will then force Tampa Bay to throw uh, on the other side. So Tampa Bay's defense, since their a week five bye, is bottom five in, in EPA per play, twenty eighth in EPA per play. So this Falcon team, especially in a game that's being going to be played indoors in Atlanta, uh, this could be another sneaky sneaky shootout. And with so much weather pro- projected to affect. Uh, you know, these games, you know, there's a lot of totals that are in this you know, 30, you know, low 30s to uh, or high, mid to high 30s to low 40s. But I I would favor the ones where weather is not going to be a factor uh, where possible. So, you know, this total is only 39, but indoors in Atlanta, bad bucks defense, Mike Evans balling out uh, and, and Baker Hat did have, uh, you know, did put up decent some decent yardage totals against Tampa Bay over 300 total yards, uh, uh, excuse me, against Atlanta in the first meeting. So uh, like the Baker Mike Evans stack, not like, not just the solo Mike Evans, as I know a lot of people are going to do, but uh, just, just correlate him with Baker and see where it takes you on a, on a week where you might, you might need that low scoring quarterback because um, again, the weather might 
mm-hmm. mute a lot of the the guys people might pay up for. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Mike Evans is their passing offense right now. Godwin had zero catches. Kate he Otten did have a rushing like, touchdown, but yeah. Oh, he did have a rushing touchdown. That's yep. nice. Um, yep. But And then Kate Otten, 30 routes run, didn't draw a target. I mean, this is all flowing through Mike Evans and Rashad White right now. And speaking of which, let's go to dart throws. Uh, I'll have something on Otten in a bit, but who do you like uh, nice. for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, well, you know, Jake Browning's obvious at 5,200. Um, obviously he's a great cheap play because they didn't really bump up his price, uh, after my night football because, uh, pricing was already out. So he's probably going to be chalky. So I do like, uh, for GPPs, you know, a no O'Connell's hundred dollars cheaper. I-, I feel like just with Jake Browning sitting there at 5,200, a no O'Connell's going to be a great player. He mentioned Baker's that. James- one more, one, 100 more expensive. Oh, really? So like, yeah, they'll, they'll, that's why yeah. I like. That's why I like uh, both yeah. of those. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like Browning... going up or down by like one or two hundred, yeah. e- either way, perfect. Yeah, Jameis Winston's around there too. So yep. Browning should be highly rostered at his price. But what I'm saying is, all these other guys are going to be great plays as well. Um, and then at running back, I, I like Damian Pierce at five k. Uh, he reclaimed the lead back roll from Singletary. Uh, had a three yard touchdown run, so he's getting the goal line work. Um, and this is a matchup, you know, against the Jets where the Texans will likely lean on the run. So given the current splits, you know, that's going to be Damian Pierce, I think. So definitely worth it at 5K. Uh, Roshan Johnson at 4,900s. Interesting. Uh, you yep. know, he took over the lead back over Khalil Herbert last time. You know, even if Deontay Foreman returns, um, you know, I think he's going to have a big enough role to be worth 4,900. You know, he should remain the pass catching back. And this is a game where we could see high wins. So there's just going to be more run plays, maybe more dump offs to the running back. So that would likely be Roshan. Uh, so he could benefit from the ugly weather. So like him at 4,900. Um, I already mentioned, you know, Jackson Smith Najigba on our other pod at 4,100. Love him here. Um, just been heating up since the week five bye. Uh, typically sees way more playing time in trailing game scripts. So, you know, Seattle's. 14 point dogs here. So should see a ton of playing time um, has the better matchup in the slot. Uh, and then I already mentioned it, Michael Mayer at 2,900 at tight end coming out of the bye, very talented rookie tight end. Um, you know, the Raiders, it would behoove them to give him more playing time the rest of the way. So um, it would make sense to unleash him a bit. Uh, he, he's had some, you know, splashy games in the past, but we, we could see a true breakout game here. Uh, despite the tough matchup, I do like him at this price point at 2,900. Yeah. Mayer is, is, is jumping up my ranks. Uh, he's up to my tight end 16 this week, which is, I'm pretty oh, sure nice. the highest that I've had him, uh, all season. So, uh, like Mayer as well. And yeah, I think this is, this is one of those slates where, like I said, I think you it really definitely want to get creative. So like that, that, that's a good call on, you know, yes, Browning is, you know, a great play value wise, but, you know, also pay attention to, you know, some guys you can get maybe a, a couple hundred dollars cheaper, a hundred, couple hundred dollars more expensive um, because uh, it, I, th- I think it's just going to be chaos on this slate. <laughs> By yeah. the weather and all the uncertainty of the backups and it's just, just you know, it's it, it's one of those slates that I think is wide open. For me, I like uh, Keaton Mitchell at running back. He's 4,900 on drafting, 5,900 on FanDuel going against the Rams and he's kind of writing at that, wheelhouse where he's still a dart throw because he's still not even playing 50 percent of the snaps but he might this week his snap rate has gone 18 percent 24 percent 36 percent 46 percent over the last four weeks now they're coming out of the bye 
and he started the last game against the uh who was it, the Chargers yeah the Chargers he started that game led the backfield in snaps 46% for him uh Hill and Edwards uh had just under 30% each and he led the Ravens in touches in that game as well 11 to Gus Edwards is 9 and Justice Hill's 5 and remember that that, that wasn't like a just a, a guard there wasn't garbage time in in that game really you know Mitchell started and that game was a three-point game with under two minutes to go and then Zay Flowers instead of going down uh you know runs it into the end zone for a long touchdown but um I wouldn't sleep on Mitchell I think this might be finally be the the, the week where he gets over 50 percent of the snaps where he's treated like a, a true starter you know they're always going to mix in I think all three of their backs but I uh, remember Gus Edwards was getting you know 55 60 percent uh, earlier in the year Dobbins same thing so uh, I think you might see Mitchell and he's very explosive so he can do mm-hmm. more with less here uh, home favorite against the Rams so great spot as well uh, so love him uh, coming out of the bye to rookies coming out of the bye always love that another rookie Cedric Tillman at wide receiver 3400 uh, on DK 5400 on FanDuel against Jacksonville we saw Jackson we saw that Jacksonville is vulnerable even to backup quarterbacks on defense, Tillman's averaging a 90% route participation rate over his last four games. He's had five and six targets over his last two games. And, you know, 32% of his targets have been deep this year. So uh, about a third of his targets have been downfield. Flacco uh, and him had a 19 average depth of target. So uh, it looks like Flacco is going to get another start here. Uh, so we know Flacco, if there's one thing he can still do, it's throw the ball down the field. And Tillman still hasn't had his true breakout game. So uh, especially if Amari Cooper's out, uh, I think mm. Tillman, you know, Najoku is obviously going to be popular if, if Cooper were out. But I think Tillman and Elijah Moore would be. But I think Tillman, again, a rookie that hasn't really broken out yet, but is playing 90 percent of the snaps, can't really get uh, more routes for, for 3,400 uh, on DK, 5,400 on FanDuel. So love him. Uh, and one more, Kate Otten at tight end, 3,100. Uh, on DK and 4,900 on FanDuel at Atlanta, averaging an 87% route participation rate, which we love, 90% since the buy back in week uh, f- week five. So he's on the field almost every snap. And what I really like is he didn't have a catch last week. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that you're kind of betting on a bounce back. He's probably going to be lightly rostered because no one really wants to touch a guy that didn't catch a single ball despite playing almost every snap. But Atlanta defensively allowing the third most catches per game to tight ends at 6.3 the third most yards per game to tight end at just over 63 and they are uh, bottom six in, in fantasy points allowed to the position as well so I think this is a good matchup for Otten and last week uh, they were going against Carolina and Carolina's one of the best teams against tight end so now Atlanta's one of the worst so this is a great bounce back spot for Kate Otten and you can you can buy pretty low here uh, almost at min price uh, so love him as well yeah I love the uh, Keaton Mitchell call because um it looked like he leapfrog gus uh to be the lead back and then they had the buy so maybe it's not on top of people's minds and his roster ship might be yeah. a little bit lower as a result because if you know they played the very next week i think his roster ship would have been sky high but hey you know people had one week to forget about it so like like getting him in this like 5k range at running back i think it's the sweet spot this week i think there's some really solid options there yeah mitchell pierce uh roshan kareem hunt is another one um, yep. didn't even mention, but he's, you know, he's kind of drawing even with, with Ford in terms of usage yeah. and they can be run heavy. So yeah, quite a few, quite a few options. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and build a lineup. 
My lineup did pretty good last week. It was, uh, I think it was like 300 <laughs> something in the milli maker. It was like 193 points. Uh, that Debo and Purdy stat. That's... Can't really go oh, wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with a guy who uh, you took last week. Didn't really work out, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think he's a great play. I think he's a top top two back, top two back once again this week, and that's Zach Moss uh, going Uh-oh. against yeah. Indianapolis. So 5900 still a great price for him. I think we both have him RB2 this week. Yeah. I doubt he'll move because that, that Cincinnati defense has been vulnerable uh, on the ground, and Moss played almost every snap last week. So the, the underlying usage was there. Uh, Fade the, the kind of dud. Tennessee does have a pretty good run defense, one of the best, actually, although they did lose Simmons last week. But this week, uh, ten, uh, Cincinnati is one of the worst. So, yeah, give me Zach Moss, 5,900. Yeah, I was, I was going to go with him, but I'll, I'll go with his teammate, Michael Pittman, at 7,300. Love it. Uh, that, Way the, too cheap uh, on DK. <laughs> yeah, he... He gave me a good what thirty plus last week. Yeah, I can't let you, I can't let you have him again. Too. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's see. Give me Brock Purdy at sixty five hundred. I'm gonna go build a little different. I think the, a lot of people are gonna go to that like low Drake Browning uh, range. So I'm gonna pay up a little bit. But I love Purdy uh, this week, as I do every week. Uh, anytime he has those three pass catchers healthy, plus CMC yeah. and Trent. I think, and and no weather concerns. So, yeah, give me Purdy at 6,500. Where are you going next? Uh, I'm going defense. I'm getting ahead of you on this one. Uh, I think there's a no-brainer play right now. It's the Browns at uh, 3K. Obviously, the prices love came it. out before Lawrence's injury. So, um, against C.J. Beathard, love him at 3K. Yeah, I thought about the Browns, actually, but I think there there hmm. there's some options here uh, on defense. Um, the Browns are the, I think, the best value, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'll let you figure out who the next one is. I'm curious to hear what you think, but uh, again, Tuesday, my defensive projections are the the least far along. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of got the obvious one here. All right, I'll go with uh, with Keaton Mitchell at running back, 4900 at home against the Rams. Um, I'm gonna actually spend up and get the most expensive player right now, Kirsch McCaffrey at. 9200 uh and confident in my ability to find some some cheap ones <laughs> to go along with him he's gotta five points ahead of uh yeah I, I gotta counter your purdy every McCaffrey rushing touchdown will be amazing for me here but he's like five points higher than Zach Moss who's my you know my RB2 here um so it's just huge advantage having him here all right for my defense I'm gonna kind of punt a little bit I'm gonna Go up against uh, that road outdoor Jared Goff and go with the Chicago Bears at 2,400. So one of the two cheapest defenses <laughs> on the slate. But the Bears have been surprisingly putting up some pretty good uh, defensive performances. 14 against Minnesota, 9 against Detroit, uh, 7 against Carolina, 17 in, uh, against the Raiders, 10 against Minnesota. They have quite a few solid defensive performances this year. Uh, now they're coming off the bye. So uh, let's just take a chance here and uh, go with what we know, which is Jared Goff <laughs> always struggle in yep. in these outdoor spots. So Bears twenty four hundred. I got sixty six, just over six hundred for five more players. Where are you going next? All right. Well, I got uh, about five k remaining per player, so I got to start spending down. Um, I'll take I'll take my boy at tight end, uh, David Joku at forty one hundred. Um, definitely too cheap there. 
Uh, he's about a little bit more expensive than Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll go Joku. All right. So I got uh, just over 600 on average for three all my wide receivers and tight end and a flex. So no pass catchers yet for me. Let's go Mike Evans here, 7,700. He's only had two games of non-double-digit drafting points this season. A.J. Terrell might be out with that concussion. So 7,700 at Atlanta for Evans. Indoor game. Love it. Where are you going next? Uh, I got to prevent you from having a Purdy Debo stack again. So (laughs) uh, I'm going to go Debo here. I don't mind having McCaffrey and Debo. This is more of a you know, head to head cash game format. So it kind of raises my team's floor and uh kind of kind of blocks your Purdy a little bit. All right. As long as I get uh as long as Purdy's balling. Yep. But uh yeah no Debo is still still a little too cheap in my opinion. What, yeah. Sixty yeah. sixty eight hundred. Yeah. I think he deserves to be over seven. Especially against his own heavy Seattle defense. Yep. I got fifty six fifty average for two wide receivers, a tight end and a flex. I'll go Dalton Kincaid here, uh, fifty five hundred against the Chiefs. He has five or more catches in six straight games, so nice. like that floor for DraftKings, and obviously has a yeah. ceiling. Could be a, could could end up being a shootout with the Chiefs. Yeah, who would have thought we'd been saying that? Right, uh, could be <laughs> maybe defensive struggle. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm gonna go with uh, I I have to start getting some cheap guys. So I'm going to go uber cheap here and go Jonathan Mingo at 3,500. But he's been, he's been really turning it on. I think he's a pretty decent like flyer on DK specifically for a full PPR, but uh, I like him at 3,500 here. Maybe I'll back to back double digit games. Yeah. Don't mind it. So I got 5,700 average for two wide receivers and flex. Let's see. Let's go with Drake London at 4,600 at that price. It's pretty much all upside. Yeah, as uh, as considering there too, way yeah. too cheap. Lowest price of the season for Drake. Yeah, in a in a matchup against a team that's been bottom three in pass defense since the week since week six. Yeah, I was I was considering there. Um, I'll go with his teammate Bijan Robinson at sixty five hundred. Um, Tyler Algiers kind of being like phased out a little bit. So Bijan yeah. had some really good. Underlying usage in Tampa Bay, yeah, their past defense has been shaky, and both linebackers, Devin White and Levante David, were out last week, and both her backups got hurt too. Um, and they, they, Chuba Hubbard looked like prime Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> against them last yeah. week. So I think this this could be a blow up spot for Bijan. Yeah, I have him. I think I have him like RB six or seven on a week. So yeah. I love him. All right, um, I have sixty two fifty for a wide receiver and a flex. Let's buy low on Adam Thielen, sixty three hundred. Like the like the matchup against man coverage, I think he bounces yep. back this week. So I'll take him at sixty three. So that leaves me sixty one hundred for my flex. Gotcha. Well, then I'll take my flex now and leave my quarterback slot for last. Um, I'll go with Jackson Smith and Jigba at forty one hundred. Love him at that price. Um, and then that leaves me fifty five hundred at quarterback, which is perfect because I have like you know, three or four yep. quarterbacks to choose from I like. So I'll, I'll go with that. All right. 6,100. So i got a flex. So i got a lot of options here. Uh, Brees Hall, Laporta, Joe Mixon, Cortland Sutton, Godwin Hawkinson, 
think I'm between Sutton and Mixon. Let me see who I have projected higher. Probably Mixon. It's actually pretty close. Lean and Sutton because I, I feel like this Charger Bronco game, the Broncos have been in some lower scoring games, but this might be more of a shootout. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me Corrin Sutton here. I'll, I'll, I'll go with some touchdown upside since I think my rest of my lineup's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. decent values. Sutton been living off touchdowns. Got one in. <laughs> Six of the last seven games, but that's the name of the game. So, yep, great catches. He has an amazing catch every yep. game. It seems like I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jake Browning here. Um, obviously he's gonna be <laughs> very highly rostered at 5200. Uh, heading in to Monday night, he probably should have been 5200 for this week, but after Monday night, he probably should be. I would say like 5600. Uh, so I think I'm getting some nice Monday night football value here. Um, so let's let's go with Browning. So I have 300 left over. All right, recap your lineup. Yeah, so I got Jake Browning at quarterback. Uh, then I went uh, Chris McCaffrey and B. John Robinson at running back. My wide receivers are Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel, Jonathan Mingo. Um, tight end, I went with David Njoku. And for my flex, I went with Jackson Smith, Najigba. And my defense is the Cleveland Browns going up against uh, C.J. Beathard and the Jaguars this week. I got Brock Purdy at quarterback, 6,500 against Seattle. Zach Moss at running back, 5,900 at Cincinnati. Keaton Mitchell at running back, 4,900 hosting the Rams. Wide receivers are Mike Evans, 7,700 at Atlanta. Drake London, 4,600 against Tampa. Adam Thielen, 6,300 at New Orleans. Uh, Tight end Dalton Kincaid, 5,500 at Kansas City. My flex is Cortland Sutton. 6,100 at the Chargers, and then punting defense and fading Jared Goff outdoors, 2,400 for the Chicago Bears at home. All right, that is going to wrap it up for the Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview episode for Week 14. For more fantasy content from Sean and A, be sure to check out our full player projections episode out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel. And don't forget, we drop our night shift episode every Friday where we break down the primetime DFS slates, Sunday and Monday night football, actionnetwork.com for all of your NFL fantasy and betting content needs, fantasylabs.com for DFS tools and models. Don't forget the Action Network Discord server. The link is in the episode description. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. And we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.